Have I died? Am I dead? Oh man, maybe a little, a little too carried away last night. What is this song? Get this song out of here. It's on the XMU channel. Um, WrestleMania night one. I said it on yesterday's podcast. They could have ended at WrestleMania night. They could have completely canceled for some crazy reason. Uh, they could have canceled night two of WrestleMania and it would have been disappointing. But it wouldn't have been as disappointing as the actual night two of WrestleMania. Oh my God. It was like, I just kept, I said while we were watching, I said, this, as good as night one was, night two is bad. And some of it was like, oh my God, it's, it's cursed. WrestleMania night two is cursed. Because everything was going wrong, and it just didn't feel <clears throat> as gr- yeah, like I said, as great as night one was. Night two was that on the shitty side. I'm I'm you gotta hang with me because I'm struggling to put words uh, together in a meaningful way, even more so than usual. <laughs> uh boy oh boy <laughs> excuse me and I'll tell you I don't care what anybody says nothing can convince me that night two wasn't almost entirely booked by Vince McMahon night two of Wrestlemania reeked of Vince McMahon and if it if it wasn't Vince McMahon Whoa, that's... I almost want it to be Vince McMahon because that's the only way that could explain how shitty night two of WrestleMania was. And it wasn't even that shitty. (laughs) And the outcome that I wanted in the main event happened, and yet here I am this morning feeling, like, crappy. And I don't know. I guess because, like... All right, here's, here's what was good. The match between Almas and Brock Lesnar was exactly what I wanted it to be, except it was the inverse. <laughs> it was hard. What did Big E say? Something like big meaty meat men punching each other's meat. I don't know what the hell he said. But he, 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 he Big E was looking forward to that match. and I think we all were just like two big fuckers, two big freight trains. Freight train in a skyscraper. I don't know what, whatever you want to use. Uh, and it was awesome. It was hard hitting. And like at the beginning, I, I knew, I knew Brock was going to win at the beginning because it was literally the opposite of what I thought would happen where I thought Brock would come out of the gates. Just like, yeah, he'd give a, a couple suplexes to almost bunch of F fives and then almost would kick out and then just dismantle Brock Lesnar. But as I also said, Brock Lesnar, I think, has a decent amount of uh, say-so in what happens. Um, he, I don't think he has the final say, but I... And I'm not saying that Brock was the one who said, Ah, no, I'm not going to lose to this guy. Uh, but it was disappointing. Like, oh, okay. Brock wins again. This is uh, a change of pace from Brock always winning. I know, it's like, oh, if it was real life. Well, it's not. It's fake wrestling. That's why I like it. That's why I watch it. 
shit that wouldn't happen in real life happens in the wrestling ring. That's what's cool about it. Uh, so anyway, so that's, uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much cements that Omos is just, he's going to be an attraction the same way that Great Khali was an attraction. Uh, big guy who's going to just kind of be big. And then I'm sure it won't be long before they have him dancing with, uh, with kids and little people and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know what he's going to do, but it's, it's, yeah, I, I am vastly less interested after last night because <laughs> almost should have won. That feels like a Vince McMahon thing. I was scratching my head, but whatever the people were happy because they wanted Brock to win. He won. Okay, good. Fine. The women's tag match, I initially said Ronda and Shayna would win because, you know, that seems to be who always wins. Uh, and I'm I'm glad when Shayna Baszler wins, but it sucks that she has to be joined at the hip with Ronda Rousey in order for that to happen. Because uh, Shayna Baszler should have come into the WWE like Brock Lesnar. She should have just been an ass-kicking machine who doesn't lose. Um, sometimes she's that. She's an asking machine who loses pretty regularly. So I was, I guess I was happy that Shayna Baszler won. I don't care about Ronda Rousey. I never have cared about Ronda Rousey. I never will care about Ronda Rousey. So whatever. I, the match was on. It happened. I don't think I saw much of it. I, I, I did, but I, I just couldn't, couldn't care. Triple threat match. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus uh, Gunta. Man, what a fucking match that was. They could have just... I'll tell you, if if that match had been on WrestleMania night one instead of the six women tag match, WrestleMania night one would, would have been the perfect WrestleMania. And they could have just... They could have ended it there. <laughs> they still could have ended it with night one of WrestleMania, but I, I'm glad they had night two for the sole reason of having that triple threat match because, oh my God, that's what you want from WrestleMania. You want those moments where you're sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God. As you're watching these guys, you know, the welts just build up on their ch- just They look like hamburger meat. These guys' chests chopping away at each other for 15 minutes. 20 minutes, whatever it was, uh, chopping away at each other, pounding, I mean, oh my god, it was, it was just uh, three big tough bastards, tough bastarding each other all over the place, oh, is that a forest fire way in the distance, or is it, is it a power plant I never knew existed, boy, interesting, I've never seen it before, So that's why I believe what I'm looking at on the horizon is a forest fire, but what do I know? Uh, So anyways, let's let's continue on here. Um, So what was after that? I guess they had, uh, they they did another thing where the Miz and Snoop Dogg came out and uh, Miz, oh, you should be wrestling, Miz. And it's like, oh, I wonder what, here we go. We're going to get a mystery. Maybe it'll be Stone Cold. Maybe it's going to be Lashley. Maybe Randy Orton's returning. Maybe it's somebody. Uh, maybe Bray Wyatt for some reason. I don't know. And um, and it was 
Shane McMahon. And everybody went nuts. That was a good... He got a nice, warm welcome from the crowd. Uh, I'm always happy to hear... I love his theme music. He's got great theme music. Uh, but I have I have zero interest in seeing Shane McMahon ever at all on my television. I have no interest whatsoever. I didn't want to see him last year in the Royal Rumble. And I kind of figured we were done seeing him. <laughs> because he went to that Royal Rumble and he he started calling all these shots of like what was going to happen and that he was going to eliminate all these people and he was going to be a tough guy and uh, you know in the Royal Rumble he was going to look really strong and he was in the Royal Rumble and then he was like fired basically they pretty much fired him <laughs> Shane McMahon after the 2022 Royal Rumble which I'm I'm on the record on this podcast as stating was possibly the worst Royal Rumble of all I think it was the worst Royal Rumble of all time 2022's Royal Rumble. I hate that Royal Rumble. Uh, uh, what else? So, yeah, so Shane McMahon comes out. Thank God Snoop Dogg was there. And thank God Snoop Dogg is the professional. Uh oh, shit. Uh, thank God Snoop Dogg is the professional that he is because they had to majorly call an audible. Uh, in that match. And uh, the reason is because, that yeah, Shane McMahon came out to face The Miz. It's an impromptu match. And... Okay, sorry. Had to had to, to stop that for a second. Uh, anyways, the, the... So Miz comes out. Snoop Dogg's the same bit as the night before. Hey, Miz, you gotta have a match. Shane McMahon comes out. The place goes crazy. I haven't seen Shane in a while. Okay. I wasn't going so crazy. Um, I thought, okay, Shane McMahon's here. (laughs) And uh, they had an impromptu match. And everybody, everybody is, uh, you know, saying, ah, Shane O'Mac is back. Yeah. (laughs) He's back for about 10 seconds. (laughs) So they have this impromptu match, and Shane hits a leapfrog on the Miz and proceeds to land badly. Uh, I guess you could say Shane got the pop he deserved. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't look good. Shane lands badly, and then tries to get up and makes it even worse than it already was. And his his knee buckles, and he just goes down hard. It did not look good uh whatever whatever happened if he tore his ACL if he blew out his knee if he broke his uh, whatever uh, it's they they said and I've already forgotten what it was I think he tore his ACL I think it was that he tore his ACL why would somebody have a stormtrooper helmet on the back shelf of their car what do you call that thing what do you call the back shelf of a car is it the back shelf of a car God damn, that stormtrooper car was smoking weed. I saw him throw something out the window. I thought it was a cigarette. You know, at 8.20 in the morning, you tend to think that if somebody's smoking something, it's a cigarette, but not always. One of them funny cigarettes. Uh, yeah, now, now my car smells like weed. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh... 
So, yeah, so Shane's lying like a fucking idiot in the middle of the ring, and they are completely, the camera is completely focused on The Miz, and it's so stupid because you have to, like, stay, you have to stay in character. Like, it's so fucking dumb. Just the whole, like, hey, you gotta protect protect the business, can't get a break character, try to fucking help a guy who broke his leg. <laughs> so, <coughs> come on, you fucking thing. Jesus, these fucking garage door openers. I sit here all day and it doesn't, uh, so Shane is lying like a lump. Miz is, you know, like, what do I do? And, and Miz was okay. He's kind of like, you know, he's 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 circling the ring, like waiting for Shane to get up, even though we know that ain't happening. And he's kind of like waiting to hear something from the doctors, you know, from the medical people, like, okay, what happened? So we can know what to do if we can continue this match or not, which just looking at Shane McMahon on the ground, on the lying in the ring like a lump, <laughs> Uh, nobody in their right mind would have thought <clears throat> that there's even a chance that Shane McMahon is about to just get up and, you know, finish having a match. So, grab my keys, grab my stuff. So, it's just, I forget how loud it is. So, so again, as I said, Snoop Dogg, thank goodness he was there. And thank goodness Snoop Dogg is the every bit the professional that we know him to be. Because uh, Snoop kind of saved the day. He went over and did a, you know, punched the Miz, knocked him, you know, got on the microphone, punched him, and was trash talking and all that stuff. And meanwhile, it's just like, oh my God, what a, it's still a disaster. You know, no matter what, what no matter what uh, Snoop Doggy Dog. When was the last time anybody called him Snoop Doggy Dog? Well, anyways, <laughs> so yeah, so he says so Snoop Dogg's a trash talking Miz, and he punches him. And at one point, you can actually hear, you know, the the referee they they sort of confer in the corner, and uh, you can hear the ref saying "people's elbow, people's elbow," uh, and then and then sure enough, a few seconds later, Snoop Dogg punches the Miz, <clears throat> knocks him down a few times. And then hits a, a horrendous-looking people's elbow, but still also like a great people's elbow because it was Snoop Dogg, and nobody expected him to hit, yeah, do these wrestling moves. So that was cool. Uh, they were able to they were able to recover because boy, oh boy, if it was just Miz out there by himself, I mean, I guess they I guess they could have sent somebody out from the back. You know, Miz could have. Uh, they could add somebody who was ready in their wrestling gear or maybe, you know, send out Lashley or someone. Sorry, I'm still not sure about that. Oh, oh, really? Because I didn't ask for anything. That's so strange. I didn't ask you for a goddamn thing. Oh, and you just, yeah, fuck you. <sighs> I thought, I thought I had turned that off. The setting on this watch. I'm taking the watch off. I, sorry, Nate. I still fucking, I think the Apple watch sucks. <laughs> The thing I hate about it is uh, I, it has that hand-washing timer, and I think I can go in and turn it off, but I don't know if it's just the, the, diff, the, the, the concave of the sinks at this house because the fucking watch, 
I'll sit there and I, you know, it counts, it does a 20 second count. The Apple Watch does a, does a countdown if it detects that you're washing your hands. I know nothing's perfect, but the Apple Watch has a countdown if it detects that you're washing your hands and it'll, it'll do a 20 second countdown and then it'll go doo-doo. And you know, okay, great. I did 20 seconds of hand watch, washing. Um, the problem is, <clears throat> instead of just detecting that you're washing your hands and doing a 20-second countdown, it only counts when it detects the hand-washing motions. So I'll run the water, and I'll start washing my hands, and it'll go 20, 19, 18, 17. And I'm counting. And <clears throat> I've counted... I count to 30 when I wash my hands. So I'm counting to 30... And I also, being me and being a crazy person, I need to hear that little doo-ling so that I know everything's all right. And I'll, I'll count to 30 and be like, okay, this, this watch should be buzzing any second now. And I'll stop. I'm not going to sit there and wait for the stupid watch. But then I'll look down and it'll say that it has like 10 seconds left, 8 seconds left. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why does it need to detect my hand motions of wash? Like, just count, count to 20, stupid. Anyway, I know I turned off I turned off the thing that asks, you know, because Apple Watch has a thing that if you're just talking to the watch, you don't even have to say, you don't even have to say S-I-R-I's name. If you're just talking near your watch, uh, it'll, it'll, you know, pick it up and S-I-R-I will start doing her thing. I turned that feature off because it kept interrupting during these podcasts. And evidently, it's turned itself back on. So that's great. Um, by the way, I feel I feel like fucking garbage today. I don't know if I'm my my youngest stayed home a couple of days last week, Monday, Tuesday, I believe. Uh, had a cold. Came down with a she came down with a cold on Saturday. She had a friend over. Her best friend came over, and they played for the day, and everything was good. And uh, then I was uh, leaving to take the oldest skiing last Saturday, the final trip up to the ski place. And, uh, yeah, and the youngest was kind of sniffling and all this. I said, what's, what's going on here? What the, when did this come from? Oh, allergies, allergies. Like, okay, if you say so. And when we got back from skiing, the kid was like, oh, my God, sniffling and snuffling and coughing and wheezing, you know, the whole thing. Wheezing and sneezing, sniffling and snuffling, <laughs> styling and profiling, wheeling and dealing. Uh, so she had a cold and stayed out a couple days last week, and I think it, uh, I think if I think it has perhaps reached me at this point. I don't really know, but I feel like shit, and I want to go to bed. Um, so okay. So Shane's, Shane's dead. They call an audible. Snoop Dogg beats up the Miz, hits the people's elbow. Fine. Sent him, made it, it was a nice little whatever. It was fine. Uh, then what was next? Was Hell in a Cell? Yeah, Finn Balor versus Edge. Um, I hated that match. I hated it because <laughs> at, there was a point during the match. First of all, they had the fucking camera guys inside Hell in the Cell. The Hell in the Cell structure itself looked like it was made of the same material that they would, you know, when you go to the store and you would buy, like at the toy store, a toy version of Hell in the Cell, which I, I used to have. I think the kids have one. 
know, they have a ring with little cages on it, but uh, it felt like that, like toy plastic. Like, what is this? It seems so cheap. And it was still hard to see through it. So they had a couple, not just one. They had a couple camera guys inside Hell in a Cell so that you could see the action up close, as close as possible, and not uh, have the little chain link fence thing blocking the view, making it hard to see. Well, that's great, except there is a very small space around that the perimeter of the ring. So anytime Edge or Finn Balor had to get somewhere, they had to get the camera guy out of the way. You know, at one point, Edge is setting up a table, and he looks at the camera and says, move. <laughs> and... And Finn Balor, you could tell, you could see a few times where he had to go back and forth past the camera, and he was, you could, they just looked pissed, and rightfully so. It's like, we we haven't figured out yet, like, how to just, you can't just mount a couple of cameras, remote-controlled cameras, and, you know, just pick up the action that way, like some high quality, I, I, whatever. Um, and then at one point, Edge throws a ladder at Finn Balor's face, throws it at his head. Uh, and uh, the next thing you know, Finn Balor's crawling across the ring, and you just see, yeah, you see the blood, dri- you see the drops of blood hitting the ring, like blood stains all over the ring. You say, uh-oh, <laughs> something happened. And then all of a sudden, they cut to just Edge sort of stalking around the ring, and medical staff is working on Finn Balor now. So the last segment they cut to the Miz and wouldn't show Shane McMahon in case, you know, it was something terrible and his legs, you know, hanging off his kneecap. Uh, (laughs) But then they did the same thing with Finn Balor because he had gotten sliced open by that ladder. He showed a picture of his head on Instagram. Oh my God. He got ripped open his, the top of his skull. It was, Oh my God. It was nasty. So, of course, if they let him keep wrestling, A, he's going to be wiping blood out of his eyes. B, uh, he's going to um, die. (laughs) He's going to die because the blood loss is going to be so severe that it would probably be a few more minutes until Finn just passed out and uh, it could have gotten real bad real fast. So they did the right thing. They had the medical folks come out and uh, they gave him a shot and they stitched him up right there in the ring. They put stitches in his head. They worked on him while Edge was kind of just, you know, doing his thing, kind of walking around, you know, stalking, walking around the ring like, come on, let's have the match. And he was vamping. He was stalling for time. He was going and getting more chairs and ladders and the plunder he was getting more plunder baby uh from underneath the ring just to have something to do to keep the focus off of uh off of what was happening with finn balor and then finally finn balor gets up and it's like oh okay we're gonna have the match we're gonna finish the match and i'll be honest i wasn't interested in anything that was happening in the match after that because i was waiting for one more wrong move one more uh, bad impact, bad landing, and for Finn to get sliced open again. <laughs> it's just like, you know, that's, again, that's why I like WWE wrestling because you're not actually trying, to, you know, you, you, you're not, they're not supposed to be killing each other. 
They're not supposed to be actually hurting each other. And stuff happens because it is a dangerous sport and uh, it's a dangerous thing that they do. Very dangerous in, in times like, you know, when there's ladders and metal objects and steel things and cages and chairs and tables and all that. Uh, of course, it's a bad, it's going to be a bad, it's a kendo sticks, the whole thing. So, and he's, I know, Edge is a, he's a Hall of Famer, he's a legend, he's a veteran, he's a pro, so is Finn Balor. He will, Finn Balor will be a Hall of Famer someday when his career is over, uh, but you still, no matter how good you are, no matter how much you do to protect your opponent and protect yourself, hey, look, these, these two guys are pros, and Finn Balor still got his head sliced open. Shit happens, no matter what. And so you're, I'm watching the match, and I'm just like, oh, God, when, when's something else going to happen that, like, just he gets hit, ever so slightly and all the stitches come out and the thing opens up again and they just have to call an audible and have edge hit a quick move and pin Finn Balor so they can just be, I honestly thought at one point the ref was coming over to edge to just say like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> but it was like, Oh my God, you talk about momentum killing and the match was good. It was like a good, you know, they still went on for another, I don't even know how long they still had the match. And for some reason, Edge won the match. I don't really know why. Uh, I I thought for sure that Finn Balor would win. It just to me, it doesn't make any real sense for Edge, who doesn't need any kind of victories to win. But I guess I guess you got to have like if this is finishing off that story, you know. I guess you got to have a happy ending, unless of course it's your main event that people are really invested in and want to see. <laughs> a certain somebody win the match. Uh, oh my God! They've got the the Trump arraignment timeline. What? <laughs> Leaves Mar-a-Lago noon today. Spends night at Trump Tower. Eleven a.m. tomorrow. Arrives at court in New York City. Two fifteen arraignment scheduled. Eight fifteen speaks at Mar-a-Lago. Oh brother, yeah, that's uh, that ought to be fun. Anyways, um. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a shit show tomorrow, today and tomorrow, I'm sure. So, anyways, oh yeah, there's some other WWE news we get to, get to in a sec. So so uh, so sh- so I'm I'm just I'm just like nervous watching the rest of this match. Like I don't want to see this because the guy needs more medical. I mean, he got medical attention, but he obviously needs more medical attention. And they're gonna finish the match, and they do, and they did a great job, and Edge wins. I don't know why, but he won. And then that's it. And I just didn't, I just didn't like that match. I'm, and I'm just like, am I, was I, am I just in like a funky mood? Am I just like exhausted? Is it just night one was so good that this just no matter what can't live up to night one? I don't know. The triple threat lived up and exceeded expectations. Uh, so the Hell in Cell match ends, and then we have Bianca Belair versus Asuka, and I, that was the only that was the only prediction that I made that actually went the way I had predicted. But Bianca Belair wins. They had a very good match, really good back and forth match. Uh, the crowd seemed fifty fifty, split down the middle, but towards the end, I feel like they were. Uh, quite a bit more on Asuka's side. Um, 
I want Oscar to win. I just I love Oscar. I think she's one of the. I mean, she's one of the most talented people that they have on the roster, and the roster that they have uh, of women and men is so deep that to have somebody that's that good is and and have them still not be the best on that roster is is pretty amazing. But Oscar is pretty goddamn close to the best on that roster. That roster, um, yeah. But just like. And Sasha Banks on Twitter pointed out that Asuka has never won at WrestleMania. And, uh, uh, what? Oh, for God's sakes, they have a news story on Prime. That's Logan Paul's drink. Jesus Christ. You can't go anywhere without hearing about this dickhead. (sighs) So anyway. (laughs) Um... So Bianca Belair wins. I had no problem with that. I, like I said, I was, I'd be happy if she won. I'd be happy if Asuka won. I just, I wanted Bianca Belair to win though. I feel like Bianca Belair is kind of like, she's, she's the next John Cena. Everybody's like, oh, Cody Rhodes, is he the next John Cena? No. He's, he's, could be the next guy, except based on last night. I guess that's not going to happen. Um, but, uh. Bianca Belair, as far as just, you know, the kids and uh, her whole sort of. <laughs> I wasn't. What is with these fucking things? Who said, who asked you? God damn it. So, yeah, Bianca Belair, to, to me, like, if you're looking for the next John Cena, look no further than her. And uh, similarly to John Cena, she brought out, it wasn't Make-A-Wish Kids, but it was, uh, it was like, uh, some, uh, like an inner city dance troupe or something like that. And they were all dressed like her and they had the hair and everything. And it was super cute, super adorable. Um, you know, she's, to me, that's a, she's, she's a John Cena. And uh, so I was okay that she won. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all for building her momentum. And I think, I think Asuka is... Sort of bulletproof in that sense. That like win, lose, whatever. It's Asuka's still Asuka and she's still, she's just, I don't know. I don't, I feel like Bianca Belair would have lost more by losing to Asuka than Asuka did by losing to Bianca. But maybe I, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with that outcome and it was a good match. And now. Oh, yeah, and for reasons that are just, I don't even understand, they had Bobby Lashley come out at some, I feel like he came out twice. I could be wrong. Maybe they were just replaying it, and I had just had too much taffy and didn't have any understanding of what was happening. But Bobby Lashley came out just with that Andre. He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on SmackDown on Friday night in the Staples Center, or whatever it's called, the Crypto Crypto Bitcoin, whatever the fuck, stupid piece of shit name that that thing has. Uh, yeah, so he won. Uh, SmackDown was in the Staples Center. He won the Battle Royal, and they just had him come out. He said he was gonna ha- he was gonna challenge somebody at WrestleMania. They clearly ran out of time because now WrestleMania just has it has commercials. Because if you're watching on the like the the low end version of uh, of peacock you have you have commercials i guess and for the people with peacock plus or whatever whatever the stupid tier of peacock is that i have uh 
you don't have those commercials, but they have to do something. So it's just, it's endless video packages for the matches and, you know, recapping last night's WrestleMania. And they, you know, they just, it's basically like if you were in the arena for, say, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, if you go to a live taping of Raw, they have to obviously have commercials. It's on television. And during those commercials, they have to come up with ways to keep you entertained while you're sitting in your seat doing nothing for two or three minutes. And now WrestleMania has the same kind of thing since it's not a pay-per-view anymore. Uh, they have to have uh, other ways of, of uh, bringing in revenue. So they have commercials and they have, I mean, they have like movie trailers. and t- It's just, it's sort of weird. It's like watching, yeah, it's, it's like watching, like I never, it's, it's watching WrestleMania on network television is basically what it is. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, yeah, so they, they whatever. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. They, so, the, so now it's time for the main event. Oh, yeah, Bobby Lashley came out. I just, it was, you know, just a weird thing. And he held up the trophy and nothing else. He didn't get in the ring and say, I'm Bobby Lashley, I'm the best. I challenge anyone. And then just have somebody come out. They just, they just had him come out and hold up the trophy. Stupid. All right, now we're on to the main event. Cody Rhodes, the winner of the Royal Rumble, challenging the tribal chief, the head of the table, <laughs> the undisputed, the reigning, defending, undisputed, heavyweight, whatever the fuck, universal, I, I still don't know. Roman Reigns defending the title against Cody Rhodes, final match of the night, main event. All right, here we go. And what a match it was. Back and forth, you know, you had the stuff with the with Solo Sikoa, and he gets ejected from ringside early on, which is exactly what I figured would happen. And then I really thought that would be it, a way, a way to get Solo Sikoa to have a little bit of TV time at WrestleMania and then, uh, and then to have, uh, but to get, get him out, out of there early and just have it be Roman and Cody, and that's what it was. And then the Usos come out, came out at some point, which brought out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So Owens and Zayn brawled, brawled with the Usos uh, through the through the arena and back into the locker room. And okay, we got to have that out of the way. And and boy, oh boy, so many times where it was like, oh, Cody's definitely going to win this. No, Roman kicks out. Roman hits the spear. Definitely going to win this. No, Cody kicks out. A lot of lot of intense. Uh, very suspenseful, back and forth, near falls, false finish type stuff. It was really good, really well done. And then it just was like a lazy, cheap ending. And I was, I've been saying, I don't ever, I just don't want Roman Reigns to lose the title. I'm enjoying the bloodline. I'm enjoying him holding the title. I'm enjoying him as champion and just smashing everyone, (laughs) as he says. Um... And so I didn't want Cody Rhodes to win. But also at the same time, I believe I said this yesterday when I was previewing night two of WrestleMania, you, I feel like they just completely backed themselves into a corner. Because Roman Reigns wins, a lot of people are going to be pissed off. And I personally hate when, I hate when WrestleMania ends with a bad guy uh, victorious. The final scenes before they go off the air is the villain holding the belt over his head or her head and we fade to black it's like okay (laughs) all that and the guy didn't get the job done that he set out to do great um and again i say to you i wanted roman reigns to win i don't want him to ever lose the title 
But when you have a guy with such momentum who only just last year made his return at WrestleMania as a surprise mystery opponent for Seth Rollins after a month before that he was wrestling on AEW Dynamite against, uh, I think, Sammy Guevara was his last match. I think that was February of 2022 that we last saw Cody Rhodes in Dynamite on AEW. Uh, and then a couple of months, a month and a half later, he's at WrestleMania last year facing Seth Rollins as a mystery man. Big Big, uh, big delivery on that surprise. Like, wow, this really, it's, that really was a surprise. Cody Rhodes coming back at WrestleMania, that was a big deal. And then having several great matches with Seth Rollins, and then having that incredible Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins, where his pectoral muscle was hanging off the bone, and the next night on Raw, he came out and showed us the bruise, and it was quite disgusting. <laughs> quite, uh, quite the, yeah, quite the discoloration. And then that was it. Cody Rhodes obviously had to go and have surgery and be out for the rest of the year. And then he returned at the Royal Rumble. And he's got all the momentum behind him. And he's in the Royal Rumble. And he wins the Royal Rumble. And now he's going to WrestleMania. But at the time, you think, oh, man, doesn't it just make more sense to have Sami Zayn? But also, okay, I I can, I'm okay with Roman Reigns beating Sami Zayn and remaining champion. (laughs) And I was also okay with him not losing to Cody Rhodes because I again I want it to be such a huge build up and such a meaningful thing when Roman Reigns finally loses that title and I said it on yesterday's podcast that has been posted I believe I have said it on podcast that I because I'm a lazy fuck I have not posted I'm not a lazy fuck I've been busy new house stuff you know uh which is why I haven't posted any of the podcasts that I've recorded uh but I said it before I will say it again, I will die on this hill. Jay Uso is the only logical choice to me to be the person who beats Roman Reigns for the title. When when Roman Reigns' reign as champ comes to an end, uh, it should be because Jay Uso is the one who defeated him. He's the one. We the ones. Jay's the one. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so it was a very good match. There's no, that's the thing, when I say that night two was a disappointment, it wasn't, the triple threat match was awesome. Bianca and Asuka was really good. Roman Reigns and Cody was everything you'd want in a main event, except that fucking ending. And it it always, that seems to be the thing when they have a really great pay-per-view, a really great WrestleMania, you know, like WrestleMania 17, to me, is like the closest thing to a perfect WrestleMania that kind of has a little of everything. They've got the big epic main event that delivers in a major way with the two biggest stars ever. They've got the crazy TLC match and that thing. They've got a good, you know, heavy hitting, hard hitting match between Undertaker and Triple H. They've got the great wrestling match with Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. You've got the fun sort of like a great. Uh, 
you know, the gimmick battle royal. It was just a lot of fun, a good thing to to fill some time to have a little come down between big epic matches and to get to see some uh, some of the old timers and some of the legends and get to hear Bobby Heenan on the. Uh, on the microphone again on a WWE pay-per-view for the first time since 1993 and Mean Gene Okerlund on a pay-per-view for the first time since 1993 and you got the Bushwhackers and you got Sergeant Slaughter and the Iron Sheik and Hillbilly Jim and all the Earthquake and Typhoon and all these legends and uh, and some not-so-legends but still it was just a lot of fun it was more about just seeing the guys than having uh, you know any kind of good match so uh, the gimmick, gimmick, gimmick battle royal, as as Gino, as Mean Gene would say, with that Midwestern sort of uh, accent of he's. Um. Anyways, I do a terrible Mean Gene, obviously. Uh yeah, and WrestleMania seventeen was tainted only by that shitty ending where they they tra- rock and Stone Cold they trade finishers. Rock bottoms, stone cold stunners, all of that stuff, and then you see Vince McMahon come out and and you see Austin just bash Rock a few times with a chair and then pin him, and then Austin and McMahon are now aligned. What? Why? They hate each other. They have been trying to stop each other. It's this is a terrible can't beat them, join them kind of thing. I just I don't know. So that's the only thing is I left with a horribly sour taste in my mouth of WrestleMania 17, which is an otherwise perfect show. And this year's WrestleMania was on the way to being the best WrestleMania that they have had in a long, long time, top to bottom, just, you know, no no wastes of, of a match, no misuses of talent, just here's the roster, here's the matches, and uh, 85% of them are going to be really good. <laughs> and that 15 or so percent that's not really good is still pretty good. There were no, like, there were no matches where you got to the end and you said, well, that was a stinker. They were all good. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess Shane McMahon versus The Miz, if you count that as a match, it lasted, I think, all of about 10 or 15 seconds. But uh, that was a stinker. <laughs> just seeing Shane McMahon, that stunk. Because I do not want to see Shane McMahon. But hey, listen, he got to have his little moment, as though he needed it, um, and come out. And I think probably Shane, if I were to guess, I would say Shane McMahon has probably not been in the best place uh, since that Royal Rumble last year where he he was promptly fired. He was supposed to be, I think he was not supposed to just be in that Royal Rumble, but he was supposed to be on Raw the next night. And I think he was supposed to be part of the storylines leading up to last year's WrestleMania. Um, but backstage stuff, and he was just being a douche. So they said, you know what, Shane, uh, I think we're going to take it in a different direction. <laughs> what they, can you imagine if that's what Vince said to Shane? Uh, Shane, oh, uh, Take it in a different direction, pal. <laughs> Love your contributions, though, pal. Goddamn, pal. Uh, so I don't care. I, I, again, I wanted Roman Reigns. I didn't want Roman Reigns' reign to come to an end last night or any time in the near future. As long as the only reason I would have wanted Roman Reigns to lose last night is if he really, truly is going to Hollywood. And we're only going to see him a handful of times a year. Um, but that's obviously not happening. And even if it does, you're still going to see him. 
just like we have been. I mean, we haven't. He's, Roman Reigns since the summer has not been on Raw and SmackDown every single week, and he never will be on every single Raw and SmackDown every single week ever again. Uh, so I think if that's the case, which it clearly is, why? I, why take the title off of Roman Reigns? But then at the same time, and I said this too, I said, I don't really, I'm not going to be upset either way with the outcome. But what I didn't mention is I could be upset with the way we get to the outcome. The path to get there is the thing that could be upsetting. Well, look at that. I have a water bill due today, I just realized. Whoops. Um... Hey, this wasn't due yesterday, I guess. So let's see. So yeah, I so Roman Reigns wins. I'm good with that. I just hate the fact that it was Solo Sikoa getting you know kicked banned from ringside somewhat early on in the match, and just yeah, okay, you've got the straight up Roman versus Cody. You got the Usos and Sammy and Kevin Owens interference, but that was pretty short lived. And it, back to Cody and Roman. And, and then to have it end with Solo Sokoa sneaking back out in a hoodie. Like, that was, that was his big trick. Like, uh, he kicked me. The referee kicked me out of the ringside area. Banished me to the locker room. But I know how I'll get around this. I'll wear a sweatshirt, a hoodie. I was like, well, the referee was knocked out anyways. So why would you need a hoodie? You could just... Or why, why not just not have Solo Sokoa come down with Roman Reigns to begin with? Why not just have Roman Reigns and you have the Usos and Zayn and Owens brawl and then, uh-oh, there's Solo Sokoa. Um, and he just he came in and gave that Samoan spike to Cody Rhodes... And Roman Reigns wins. And to me, that sounds like we're just going to get Cody Rhodes and Solo Sokoa feuding probably from now until SummerSlam. That's my... (laughs) That's my guess. Uh, Which, okay. Hey, listen, I'm all for Solo Sokoa. Uh, I think, you know, he's... He is in the bloodline. He's Rikishi's son. He's... The Uso brothers, brother, <laughs> brother. Uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso are his actual brothers, and he is their actual brother. Just in case, in case you were not clear on the fact that they are, they are all one another's brothers, brother. <laughs> um, so it just was like after all that and all these great, like breathtaking near falls. And false finishes. And, oh, he's got him now. This is definitely it. Oh, my God. He kicked out. For both guys, Rome and Cody, both hitting each other with everything but the kitchen sink. And the other one kicking out of everything that the other guy gave to them and hit them with. So, like, to have it just end with, like, after all that, Solo Sikoa comes out in a hoodie and hits Cody Rhodes with the Samoan spike. And Roman Reigns gets the victory. Like, that's how it ended? Because, man, I'm telling you, I came up with what I think was a pretty goddamn good ending to get people to be 
not as pissed off as they are today with the fact that Cody Rhodes did not walk out of WrestleMania as champion. And I, I said, you know, what's... I don't, I just, again, it always feels like they're building towards something with The Rock. And that's probably, that's just our fault for assuming that. But, you know, when WWE has a thing that's WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And, okay, we've got John Cena on the card. He's a Hollywood guy now. But, like, no, uh, you couldn't get, like, a cameo from Batista. You couldn't have The Rock do something at that event. Um, And, again, Saturday night was so good, I wasn't even thinking about The Rock or Stone Cold, or The Undertaker, or Shawn Michaels, or any of the legends who usually make cameos at WrestleMania. Um, I was I was just like, that reminded me of WrestleMania 10, in the sense that WrestleMania 10 was the first WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. Nine WrestleManias, they, like I said yesterday, each one of them ended the final thing that you see, even if Hulk Hogan's not the champion, is Hulk Hogan is either in the last match or celebrating with the guy who won the last match. And in most cases, he was the one holding the title at the end of the WrestleManias. And yeah, it got old after a while. Uh, and then WrestleMania 10 was the first WrestleMania that didn't have Hulk Hogan and ended with the guy who should have been champion all along, Bret Hart. And it was a it was a good moment. It was like, okay, oh, I get it. We don't need Hulk Hogan. We've got Bret Hart. We've got Razor Ramon. We've got Shawn Michaels. We've got The Undertaker. We got, like, we're good. And then uh, WrestleMania 14, the first WrestleMania without Bret Hart. Well, I guess WrestleMania 1 didn't have Bret Hart, but you get what I'm saying. First, first WrestleMania uh, in a long time without Bret Hart. <laughs> and the first WrestleMania in a long time without Bret Hart as the top guy in the final match at WrestleMania um, or in a, in a major high-profile match at WrestleMania. Okay, WrestleMania 11 against Bob Backlund. Maybe, maybe let's not count that one. <laughs> let's for, we, we like to forget about that one. Um, so, so WrestleMania 14 was like, I mean, I remember when Bret Hart left the WWE in 1997, and I, I remember just thinking, it's over. Uh, they can't afford to pay Bret Hart. Uh, they have like no star. Shawn Michaels is injured. There's no more stars. And what are they going to do? They're fucked. And then here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. And WrestleMania 14 had pretty much none of the guys who were part of the previous five or so WrestleManias that you would that you would consider to be the new generation. When I think of new generation of WWE in the 90s, I think Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Diesel, Razor Ramon, Yokozuna, Lex Luger, Jeff Jarrett, Undertaker, Owen Hart, 123Kid, British Bulldog. Those kind of guys. And I think of all the people that I just mentioned, uh, I think Owen Hart and The Undertaker. Oh, I guess Jeff Jarrett was had returned, so he was part of WrestleMania 14, but not in a terribly meaningful way he came out on a horse <laughs> with his old uh, double j music and uh owen hart had a little match at, it was good against uh against triple h at wrestlemania that year and and Shawn michaels of course <laughs> hobbling and limping his way through the match was able to to do the honors so to speak and lose to stone cold steve austin and so the austin era could begin and now it's like oh okay 
the previous WrestleManias, I was bummed because like, oh, there's no Razor Ramon. There's no, all the new generation guys are going to WCW or you know WrestleMania 12, where you still had Diesel, but you knew that was going to be his last WrestleMania because it was already very well known that he was going to WCW. So then you get to WrestleMania 14, it's like, okay, we're good. We're good without the new generation guys. First WrestleMania without Brett. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was Sean's last WrestleMania. He's done after this for a long, long time. But it worked. And WrestleMania Saturday of this year was similar to that in the sense that, like, okay, here we go. Just like WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania 20, you had The Rock was on that WrestleMania. Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hulk Hogan had been at WrestleMania as 18 and 19. And now you got WrestleMania 21. And yeah, you had the return of Austin and The Rock. You know, Austin was in Piper's Pit. Hulk Hogan came out to help Eugene against those evil Arabs. Back, oh my God, 2005 WWE is, woo. They had some, they had some thoughts on those wrestling characters back then. That's for sure. God. <laughs> Anyways. WrestleMania 21 was like, okay, you got, you got Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, it's great Undertaker and Randy Orton. You got the two, the two guys who are going to carry the company for uh, the next many years, John Cena and Batista, both winning their first world titles on that match. It was on that show. It was just like, here we go, guys. We're going into, you know, the Attitude Era is over, and this is, uh, it's, it's the Cena, Batista, Orton, uh, you know, those guys. It's their time. Edge, Mysterio, all of that. Uh, and I'm sure there's others that have come, you know, in the last few years that are kind of like that too, where it's like, oh, this is the first without this group of people from the last generation. And I thought WrestleMania Saturday was was kind of that. It was like, hey, we're not, we're officially just not relying on, you know, there's there's no Undertaker, there's no Stone Cold, there's no Rock, there's no none of these legends. There's no legends coming out. I mean, yeah, you had John, John Cena wrestling, of course, but uh, there's no surprise legends, and it, usually that's a big part of WrestleMania, and that's a big part of what I look forward to at WrestleMania. And after Saturday, I didn't care. I wasn't thinking about those guys. And then last night, I was thinking, boy, <laughs> they ended WrestleMania Sunday, and I thought, boy. The, that could have used some legends, and I'm not talking Shane McMahon coming out and doing a fucking leapfrog and breaking both of his kneecaps, or whatever the hell that stupid idiot did. Um, you know, I thought I thought we'd get a little little more uh, Sunday, as far as like maybe a, a surprise legend or two. And I thought if you're gonna have just one legend at WrestleMania goes Hollywood have The Rock come out and be involved in that. If you're going to have interference and shenanigans with the Usos and Zayn and Owens and Sokoa and everybody else, if you're going to have that happen and, and have the interference throughout that match, by God, have The Rock. I, I still say my, my idea was fucking, I, I think that would have worked and left people pissed off but satisfied enough. Because if you're going to have Cody Rhodes get screwed out of the title... Why not have The Rock do it? And uh, I thought, again, if The Rock, you could have had that whole thing where, yeah, Owens and Zayn brawl with the Usos. Solo Sokoa sneaks back into the ring, that little, that little slime ball. 
hits Cody Rhodes with the Samoan spike. Referee's still out. Roman Reigns grabs a chair. Rock's music plays. Everybody's in disbelief. Oh, my God, here comes the Rock. He comes firing down to the ringside, hops in the ring. Solo Sokoa, Paul Heyman jump out of the ring. Roman Reigns is standing over the chair. Rock grabs the chair out of Roman Reigns' hand. They stare at each other. They jaw jack a little bit. And just as Cody Rose is climbing to his feet, Rock turns around and blasts Cody with the steel chair. Cody's laid out on the mat. Rock puts the chair on Cody Rhodes' face and does a people, the first people's elbow in a long time at WrestleMania, drops the elbow, grabs the chair, throws it out of the ring, stands up. Roman Reigns is still looking on in disbelief. The Rock turns, faces Roman Reigns, hits the people's eyebrow, puts the one finger up in the air, you know, the bloodline, the bloodline finger, <laughs> uh, puts the one finger up in the air. Roman Reigns puts his finger up in the air. Crowd goes crazy. Rock jumps out of the ring. Referee stirs back to his feet. Roman Reigns pins Cody Rhodes easily. Match over. Game over. <laughs> and, uh, and then the Rock gets in the ring. The music stops. Rock and Roman stare down. Rock does, you know, Rock does his usual shtick, hamming it up, soaking it in, looking at all the people, listening to the booze. Roman Reigns looking around. They stare at each other. They quickly approach each other in the center, center of the ring, and they hug just like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did a couple weeks ago. And the crowd, the crowd would just go bananas. Like, do I cheer this? Do I boo this? Either way, I'm going to make some kind of noise for this because it's insane, and we never saw it coming. And holy shit, The Rock has returned for the first time in years and just aligned himself with Roman and Heyman and the whole bloodline. And now you've got like, holy shit. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't even mean the rock has to be part of like anything. It could just be, uh, you know, the rock does a backstage uh, promo or something with Roman Reigns shows up at the press conference uh, or maybe they have him on, you know, raw is still in Los Angeles tonight. So why not? Have, have everybody come out. Rock comes out, explains his actions, talks about the bloodline, you know, the, the heritage of the Samoan bloodline and all how much it means and all this, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and that way, and then you could have, explain it, you know, the, the, Rock's, uh, the Rock will be here when you just, just give the Rock a call anytime you need the Rock. And then the, it's just a way to, you know, okay, so now we're not going to see The Rock for a while after this. And maybe you see The Rock. At, and, now, and now you're expecting, okay, I got to watch these pay-per-views because who knows if The Rock's going to show up. I got to watch Raw every week because maybe The Rock will show up. Even though there's no guarantee you had him at WrestleMania and you could have had him at Raw tonight and then have him not show up for three more months, four or five, six months. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't show up for the rest of the year. Maybe it's just a couple Instagram uh, reels here and there, you know, a couple of pre-taped things. Maybe that's all we get from The Rock every once in a while, and then he shows up uh, maybe at SummerSlam. Maybe he, any number of things, and then it could lead to Rock versus Roman Reigns at some point. <sighs> but they 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 didn't uh, they didn't go in that direction, and now we have what we have. And oh, by the way. 
WWE was sold to Endeavor, which is uh, Ari Emanuel's group, uh, that own, uh, corporation that owns UFC. So now the uh, WWE and UFC will both be uh, under the same parent company. They're not, they're not merging in the sense that you're just going to see like UFC guys show up on Raw and vice versa, and you're going to have like, you know, the octagon is going to be at every pay-per-view, every wrestling. It's not going to be like that. They're going to stay the separate brands that they are. I'm sure there will be crossover things. I'm sure we'll see Conor McGregor wrestling at next year's WrestleMania. But for now, you know, it's, it's the, the keep them separated, <laughs> as the song goes. And, uh, and Vince McMahon is in charge. <laughs> he, is, he is in charge of WWE. And I'm telling you, what we saw Saturday felt like a Triple H pay-per-view. He knows what the fans want to see and delivered it and had the wrestlers go out and deliver everything that they could. I felt Sunday the wrestlers delivered everything they could and I felt that they did the best with what they had and what I think they had yesterday was some kind of lazy storytelling in that in that main event in particular. Um, so certainly for me, the best match of the night was the triple threat. Uh, the best match of Saturday was was Rhea Ripley and... Uh, and Charlotte, um, I think those those two alone make it worth watching both nights of WrestleMania. Uh, Mysterio and Dominic, I thought was great. The tag team title match, I thought was great on Saturday. Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, a great match. Just disappointing ending. And not the result, but just how they got there. Uh... What else did I like? There was another good one on Saturday that I'm forgetting about, I think. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Seth Rollins and, uh, and Logan Paul. I really liked that one, too. I can't. I, I hate how much I like the matches that he's in, but that was a very good match, very entertaining. The tag team match was very entertaining. Cena versus Austin Theory wasn't so great, but you have to expect a guy who's wrestled like five times in the last three years it's been even less than that, I think. Well, no, he's wrestled a couple times in the summer of Cena. He had some matches, I suppose. Uh, but a guy who's wrestled like five, 10, I don't know. He, he wrestled a couple months in the summer of 2021. He wrestled that tag team match in December in Tampa. And he wrestled against Austin Theory uh, Saturday night. And not much else as far as being in the ring and having a match. So considering all of that, I'd say... It was pretty good considering Cena hasn't been in the ring that much at all. So it's okay. It's good. It was a good good opener, good match. Um, and everything, yeah, it was it was largely good. Brock Lesnar versus Almost was a good, fun match. Exactly what I hoped it would be. Just didn't like the ending. Didn't like the outcome, I should say. Uh, I think that was really kind of the, the, the theme of Sunday night was just like, I liked it. And I didn't like it. <laughs> every match had stuff that I liked a lot, and it had every match had stuff that I didn't like. And some of it was no fault of anybody's. You know, Finn Balor. It's not like they tried to bash his head in with a with a ladder. It's just the way that it happened. Um, so that's how that goes. Shane certainly didn't mean to fucking break his little tiny spindly baby legs, but he did. And. Uh, <laughs> You know, Cody Rhodes, I'm sure, didn't want to lose the match to Roman Reigns, but he did, and the way that it happened was really stupid. 
So uh, WrestleMania Sunday, definitely the weaker of the two days. It was nearly impossible for WrestleMania Sunday to live up to uh, what what we saw on Saturday. And I'm telling you, if they had put that triple threat ma- match on Saturday's WrestleMania, that would be by itself maybe the greatest WrestleMania card of all time. <laughs> Just WrestleMania Saturday. As it is without that triple threat, it's still it's still up there. It's still probably top three, quite honestly. Uh, yeah, and maybe, I don't know, we'll see. You know, time changes things. There's WrestleManias that I liked when I watched them that I don't really like anymore, and WrestleManias that I didn't love the first time around that I've that I've really come to enjoy over the years. So, whatever. Um, but yeah, WWE, let's see, what did the... Uh, what are they saying here about the sale? WWE sold 17 hours ago. Okay, one hour ago, Hollywood Reporter endeavors UFC WWE to merge Ari Emanuel to serve as CEO, Vince McMahon as executive chair. Hmm. $21 billion plus juggernaut. Uh. Endeavor Group Holdings and Sports Entertainment Powerhouse, WWE, this is from thehollywoodreporter.com, made things official on Monday, unveiling a definitive agreement to form a new publicly listed company consisting of two iconic, complementary global sports and entertainment brands, UFC and WWE. Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in the new company, with existing WWE shareholders owning a 49% interest. The new company will be led by Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel as CEO, who will also continue in the same role at the remaining Endeavor business, which includes talent agency WME and the likes of IMG. Uh, WWE executive chairman and majority shareholder Vince McMahon will serve as executive chairman of the newly created firm, while Mark Shapiro will be the president and chief operating officer of both Endeavor and the new company. Dana White will continue in his role as president of UFC, with WWE CEO Nick Khan holding the same president title as White, but at WWE. The board of directors of the new firm will consist of 11 members who will be appointed at a later date, with a six to be named by Endeavor and five designated by WWE. Uh, since then, da, 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 okay, I, I'm too tired to read the rest of this. Either way, last night, uh, WrestleMania 39 was the last event ever with WWE owned by the McMahon family, a family business. It is a family business no more. And, uh, yeah, Vince will be, you know, staying on and he'll, he'll have plenty of power. And so will Nick Khan and WWE. You probably won't recognize, you probably won't notice a lot of differences, at least not right away, but I'm sure eventually we'll get to where there's there's crossover on pay-per-views and certainly the I, to me i think the biggest difference is you're going to see obviously just a lot of promotion for ufc on wwe television and a lot of promotion for wwe on ufc's stuff uh and the biggest thing to me the biggest fear that i have is that they're going to change the pay-per-view model or the premium live event model and i think we might be going back to calling them pay-per-views which uh, everybody say oh, they think i'm going back to order pay-per-views they got another thing coming yeah dude they'll you'll be ordering pay-per-views 
you you can tell yourself that all day long, but if you see something you like, you'll be ordering that pay-per-view. Um to me, I think they'll do uh I think they'll have an extra tier of something where you can still get all the pay-per-views for free, but it'll it'll cost you. I think. Uh we'll see, who knows. Uh, you you got to figure though they're looking at you know HBO Max and people pay fifteen twenty bucks a month to have that. You know these pay per views used to go for fifty sixty seventy dollars a pop, and you've got a few hundred thousand people ordering them, and you don't have that anymore. And you've got you know people Comcast subscribers getting Peacock for free, which I guess is coming to an end in June. Uh, so that means <laughs> what does that mean? I have to pay full price for fucking Peacock now. Ugh. Ugh. Um, but yeah, that's that really seems to be if any if any changes were to happen, it's going to be stuff like that. It's just going to be the model for how you uh, how you consume content. If you want me to talk like all the assholes in the corporate world and the entertainment industry, um, yeah, it's just going to. It's long story short, you're probably just going to have. Uh, you're going to have a situation where, yeah, next year you might have to shell out 60 bucks to see WrestleMania or subscribe to this extra tier of Peacock Plus Plus Premium Plus Max Plus some kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, but for now, I'm enjoying that, hey, we had WrestleMania on WWE Network. All I had to do was go on Peacock and click on the on the wrestlemania thing and get wrestlemania it's that easy uh so if i have to order wrestlemania on pay-per-view next year won't be too thrilled about that but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kid myself into thinking that there's going to be a wrestlemania that i don't order because there will be i guess the only difference would be if they if they had something where you had to order you know pay an extra premium to get wrestlemania live or i don't know wait a week or something and then it shows up on peacock maybe it's going to be something like that i don't know but to me that's going to be the change it's not like you're suddenly going to have like roman reigns in the octagon in the main event of the next ufc defending his wwe titles it's not going to be like that those are still going to be separate brands separate companies separate product they i mean they all have tv deals in place and things like that and very specific very loyal fan bases they're not going to do anything crazy but i you know the idea that we're not going to see ufc guys show up in wwe at some point particularly i mean i think conor mcgregor i don't want to see him in wwe any more than i wanted to see ronda rousey and i still don't like ronda rousey i'm not interested in anything that she does on wwe because i think it's all stunk and uh and this Conor McGregor, I, you know, I know he's going to be more interesting than Ronda Rousey, um, but I just I don't want to see him either. I don't, I don't care how good he is. I don't care if he trains just like Logan Paul and Bad Bunny and all these celebrities who end up being you know pretty pretty damn good wrestlers. Uh, I just I, I'm just like, are there any non douchebags who are very entertaining that we can bring on? But I get it. People are going to say, pay to see Conor McGregor in WWE just like they would see him in UFC. So, interesting weekend. Saturday was just damn near perfect. And I'm going to try and 
I'm going to try and just think of WrestleMania Saturday when I think of this WrestleMania in the days, weeks, months, and years to come. <laughs> but still still two good nights. Just Sunday had just more problems than uh, I'm sure they would have liked to have between the Shane injury and the Finn Balor injury and having to kind of stop the, both of those matches. I mean, completely stopping the Shane McMahon match because he couldn't walk the dumb fuck and uh, having to stop the Finn Balor edge match for 10 minutes or so while they attended to Finn Balor. I'm sure that it's already been edited down significantly. I'm, I'm curious to go on to the Peacock and see uh, both of those matches to see what they edited out of the replay. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of the Finn Balor thing that was probably clipped. Um, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, Saturday, loved it. Sunday, didn't love it as much. Uh, and now I got to watch Succession because I'm glad it's over because next weekend we'll be just back to normal. Uh, I, I think I, I've said, I said this on social media. I think I've said this on, on uh, at some point. I probably said it on podcasts that I have not yet posted. So apologies if I'm referring to things that maybe you haven't heard. But I'm uh, season one of season one, season four of Succession started last week. And uh, it was a great episode. Uh, the Disgusting Brothers. I love, I just, uh, I'm so happy and so sad. Like, there's such a bittersweet, you know, watching WrestleMania this weekend, I'm just appreciating uh, seeing all these legends and uh, future Hall of Famers and current Hall of Famers and everything that they do. It's just, you just get, you have to just enjoy it for what it is. And for some reason, I wasn't able to Sunday night. I think maybe. I think maybe Saturday I probably had a better combination of uh, of little pieces of taffy <laughs> than I did Sunday. I tried something new, and I it bad. I should not have done that. I just should have. I should have gone with what what brung me to the dance. But oh well, live and learn. Uh, but I just I just enjoyed it because I I just couldn't shake this feeling that like we were whether we knew it or not we were seeing the end of something with WrestleMania this weekend. And now that the news is official, the fact that WWE has officially been sold <laughs> and is no longer owned by the McMahons for the first time ever, uh, that's, you know, that is definitely, no matter what happens, it's the end of an era. Even if you don't see the changes right away or at all, it's the end of an era. And there was just something about this WrestleMania that just felt special and felt different. And maybe that was part of it. And maybe the fact that I, I don't, you, you kind of watch these WrestleManias now and you wonder how many more for Roman? How many more for Cena? How many more for uh, Charlotte? Um, but, you know, in 2001, I thought we were getting close to the end for The Undertaker. And he had like 20 more WrestleManias after that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty damn close to 20 more WrestleManias after uh, WrestleMania 17 where I said, yeah, but The Undertaker, he's probably not going to be around much longer. Eh, wrong. So, and hopefully that's the case with Roman. But yeah, I mean, even you know Brock Lesnar, I'd like to think that Brock Lesnar isn't going anywhere because maybe they signed a new deal and that's why he beat Omos. Maybe that was the motivator to getting Brock. I mean, Brock Lesnar has all the leverage because he could go away today, go away tomorrow, and never come back. And I think he's a guy who would be perfectly content to just go back to his 
sprawling uh, mega compound and, you know, just bale hay and drive the tractor and <laughs> lift weights, train and just, you know, do whatever the hell he wants, hang out with his family. Um, so I think that uh, if I were to guess, I would say that Brock Lesnar said, mm, I'm not sure if I'm ready to re-sign, but maybe if I have a decisive victory over against the seven foot four Colossus that is Omos. Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe we've got some more years ahead of us. So whatever. <laughs> so I, I would assume Brock Lesnar is going to be around for a while longer. Otherwise I think they would have had the ending to that match that I had predicted, which was Omos just steamrolling Brock Lesnar. And I think if, if that was Brock Lesnar's last match, that's what would have happened. And, I don't think we have seen Brock Lesnar's last match as a result. Uh, but you still never know. You know, I go into this WrestleMania, yeah. Is this is this it for Cena? Is this it for Brock? Is this it for Roman? Is it like what's gonna happen? You know, how many more for Rey Mysterio? And and Ray has said that he's not done yet. He's got a few more years left ahead of him. He said he thinks that retiring around age fifty is good. Uh so, so uh, you know, I, I, I feel pretty good coming out of it in that sense. I think we're going to get these guys, you know, sticking around for a while. Uh, most of the individuals that I just named. Uh, I don't know that we're going to see uh, John Cena again anytime soon, but you know, maybe, maybe we can have him. T- it would be nice if he did show up tonight and uh, kind of, I don't know if they did something with him and Austin Theory, but I guess I guess what they had Saturday was good enough to kind of give Theory that decisive victory over Cena and and let him, you know, let him take it from here, I suppose. But yeah, I I, I either way it was an end of an era because it was indeed the last WrestleMania uh under the ownership of the McMahon family. So, blah, 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 blah. Great. Um, so, yeah. So I, so I came into it just saying, I'm going to just enjoy what I see. Whatever they give me, if I agree with the, with the outcome, if I like it, if I don't, I'll just, okay. And I, and I was able to enjoy both nights. I just enjoyed Saturday way more. And I got to be honest, I think there's something to be said for I love the Saturday pay-per-views. It's such a it's so much better than having them on Sunday. The only thing good about having a pay-per-view on Sunday is like Sunday, you know, Sunday nights uh, generally a <laughs> fairly miserable time. It's, you know, the Sunday scaries and all that and you know, get ready for bed, got to get ready for school, the new weeks to start and you know, get your sleep and all that. And it's always nice to have like oh, a big pay-per-view to look forward to on on Sunday. Hey, this Sunday's not going to suck so bad because we got pay-per-view wrestling coming up. But you know what? It's even better on Saturday because you can stay up late, you can watch the wrestling pay-per-view, and it's Saturday. <laughs> so I'm in a much better mood Saturday night than Sunday night just by default anyways, just by the nature of Saturday being Saturday. So if I were, if I were to really pinpoint the thing that I liked better about Saturday Night's WrestleMania, yeah, I thought they had better matches. I thought the matches had the outcomes we all had hoped for and expected. And it was also Saturday. So we're just in a better mood. At least I was. 
So, yep. Um, and then Sunday is like the, the news of WWE being sold has already come out before the show. So it's just, yeah, it just had a, it was just a little more weird. Saturday was just straight up good pay per view action, good fun, and Sunday was just like weird stuff. And then the bad taste of, you know, the disappointing kind of deflating sort of ending to that match, uh, and and leaving the crowd, uh, sending the crowd home disappointed. You know, that's t- and then Triple H comes out in the press conference and says, you know, that's the thing. There is no, there is no final chapter. There is no finishing the story. The stories just keep going. We don't just finish a story and it's done. To which I say, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> that's that's like that's what WrestleMania is literally there for. Is that's where stories have been finished at WrestleMania, decisively in a lot of cases. Anyway. <laughs> So, but okay, I, I, I got it, Triple H. I got it. I got it. That's what Vince told you to say. I totally get it. I understand. And Roman Reigns, you know, the thing that made me feel better was like, okay, Roman Reigns won because he's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be on Raw tonight. He's going to be on, you know, SmackDown and Raw every couple of weeks because he's the champion. So, okay. And by the way, they had Brock Lesnar as champion for years where we would go months at a time without seeing the guy at all. And it worked. Kind of. So I'm, I'm, I, I think we're okay with what's going to happen. My biggest fear is, just like I said, Saturday felt like a Triple H show with just great quality storytelling and matches and, and the whole thing. And Sunday felt like a Vince it just there was something about that uh, pretty much that entire show that felt very Vince McMahon just between Shane McMahon coming out as the mystery guy to face the Miz <laughs> um, and uh, the ending to the Roman Reigns Cody Rhodes match and uh, just a lot of it but Tell you if, you, if you watch only one thing from WrestleMania Sunday, it's the triple threat, Sheamus, McIntyre, and uh, Gunther for the Intercontinental title. I'm looking forward to going back to watch that one. That was just, oh, my gosh. And I might go back and watch WrestleMania Sunday, and maybe I will watch it next Saturday and enjoy it. But there's part of me that starts to think, you know what? Why not just have WrestleMania Friday and Saturday? <laughs> Or, or maybe just, I, I think maybe my deal is I just need to start taking the day off after WrestleMania Sunday so that I can just stay up late and not be completely just destroyed the next day. But, oh well. It's partially my own fault. I used to go to bed. That was, that's the other thing. Those less compelling WrestleManias, like the WrestleMania from 2016, I think, where they had Roman Reigns versus Triple H. I still haven't watched that match. I probably never will because I knew it was going to be boring. I didn't care about it. I didn't care about the outcome no matter what. And that was kind of the nice thing about not caring <laughs> about <laughs> these pay-per-views is I, there's, there's a lot of times in the last uh, decade that... With the, and that's the thing. With WWE Network, it doesn't matter, or with Peacock or whatever. It doesn't matter because you miss it. You wake up in the morning and you can just watch it again. 
with pay-per-view, I was like, oh, I got to make sure I've got my tape in the VCR. I got to make sure I tape the whole thing. Of course, I don't want to miss anything anyway, so I'm going to stay up until 11 o'clock watching this pay-per-view. And uh, big deal if I don't get enough sleep and I have to get up and deliver papers and I'm miserable for a day, whatever. But now in my old age, uh, going to bed at midnight on a Sunday is not cool. (laughs) It wouldn't be as bad, but... Uh, if, uh, if you know SummerSlam, if SummerSlam was on a Sunday, I wouldn't care because it's summer vacation and I don't have to get up at six thirty, six forty-five to get the kids up and ready to go to school. So, um, anyways, <laughs> I so I think that was I think a little of all of that was me enjoying WrestleMania Saturday more than Sunday, as I'm just I'm completely over wrestling pay per views being on a Sunday ever. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully that's, that's the future and that sticks and all the pay-per-views will be on Saturdays. And I get it. WrestleMania is so big that they have to make it, uh, over two nights and it has to be Saturday and Sunday. So whatever, but it, it is, it is always, that, that's, I guess that's the downside is there's always going to be, uh, either Saturday is going to be better than Sunday. Sunday is going to be better than, there's always going to be like, you're comparing, you're comparing two different nights of the same pay-per-view. Whereas if that was all one big pay-per-view, first of all, it would be a very long... Pay- it would still be going on. <laughs> no, not quite, but uh, it would have had... They would have had to have started at the, you know, three in the afternoon if they wanted to end it by midnight. Um, and maybe, maybe that is... The, I don't know. But and maybe that's the thing, too, for WrestleMania. Maybe WrestleMania Saturday starts at 8 o'clock. And that's okay. And maybe WrestleMania Sunday, eh, maybe it starts like an hour or two earlier. Well, that wouldn't be so bad. But I get it. Vince McMahon thinks everybody's stupid and wouldn't be able to remember a start time for a pay-per-view on Sunday that was different from the pay-per-view start time the night before. So I'm sure he would be terrified if they had WrestleMania Saturday start at 8 o'clock and then night two start at 6 o'clock. And then people would say, oh, I missed two hours of WrestleMania. What the hell? I thought it was 8 o'clock. And in fairness, it is wrestling fans. Probably a lot of them would do that. But, but it's on the fucking peacock. You just go. You have two options when you click on the rest of the live stuff. Is it start from beginning or go to live? You want to start from the beginning? Just start from the beginning. But I also get it because if you... Add it, the peacock. I had to wait until Sunday to watch the Usos tag team match because I was like an hour behind the live thing, forty five minutes maybe behind, and it cuts off at a certain time. They just pull the they pull it off a of Peacock network so that they can edit out stuff that they don't want. Evidently, in Dominic Mysterio's uh, entrance video that they had showing like little quick little flashes of like the prison yard and the jail cells and stuff like that. I guess, oops, somehow a picture of Auschwitz snuck in there. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> An accidental Auschwitz <laughs> is what the, I saw a tweet that said that. Yeah, it was an accidental Auschwitz. It's like, how do you have an accidental Auschwitz? Like somebody had to put, edit all those videos together. <laughs> and you're telling me that like what he, he just Googled jail prison yard and a a, a google image of auschwitz came up and the the person editing didn't know was like oh yeah looks like a prison yard to me (laughs) 
So yeah, they had stuff like that that they have to go back and fix. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure they're editing the Shane stuff a little bit and the Finn Balor stuff a, a little bit. But um, yeah, if you're watching live, you better watch live because if you fall behind, you're you if you pause it too much, it's just going to go away. And that's what happened. I was in the middle, like I had like 10 minutes to go in the Uso tag team match and then it just was gone. And it got over to the WrestleMania press conference. And then I'm trying to find the WrestleMania feed and it's not there. And you have to wait until they put the, the replay back up. So I had to wait until Sunday morning to watch the tag match, which was a bummer. <sighs> but I watched, yeah, WrestleMania night two, Sunday night. I watched the whole, it started at eight. I was there at eight. I think I paused it once briefly. Um, but they play so much goddamn commercials and highlight videos that you can very, very easily, uh, you can very easily fast forward and catch up to the live feed, which I did. So that was good. So it ended when it ended, but Jesus still ended late. And then I of course had to see, (laughs) I had to see a good chunk of the press conference just to see what they said, what the hell they had to say about the match and the finish and everything. So. Well, if you watched WrestleMania, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I still, you know, there's no WrestleMania. I I don't know of any WrestleMania that had, like, the perfect everything. Everything was exactly as you hope it is. That's just life, right? And, uh, but this one, Saturday was pretty goddamn perfect. Sunday, not as good as Saturday, but between that triple threat match and all the matches were good. Just, it was just the outcomes that I didn't like. So it's an easy thumbs up. Still the best WrestleMania in a long, long time. Um, it just, uh, yeah. And, and I'm just, I, I'm, I think I'll be having a love affair with WrestleMania, the Saturday night thing, for a long time to come. I can't wait to see what's next for Rhea Ripley as the new champ. I can't wait to see what's next with Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, what's next with Brock Lesnar, Omos? And certainly, what the hell is next with the tag team titles? Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the Usos, Solo Sikoa, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, The Bloodline, Cody Rhodes, where does he go from here? Austin Theory, where does he go? Gunther, where does he go? I mean, it's that's what you want. You want to finish WrestleMania and be satisfied, but also, hey, what's going to happen next? Unfortunately, sometimes you have to have a disappointing WrestleMania ending to get to that. But again, I... I still want Roman Reigns to be champion for a long time. I want this bloodline to keep going and and get better. I want it to give us things that we didn't even in our wildest dreams think were going to happen. And uh, I just I just thought it was lazy how they had the Samoan spike and the finish was not so great. But overall, a great WrestleMania. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk soon on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.